Again, thank you for uh, participating. Uh, particularly, I want to thank the folks who are online with us. Uh, I appreciate folks who show up in person and on site. I don't want you to feel left out, but I'm perfectly well aware that anybody who shows up online has probably got six other things that they could be doing and actually are tempted to be doing right now. So, thank you if you're here online. Okay, and thank you for being here on site too. Don't feel left out, please. Uh, let's see. Been a while since I used this thing, so I may make some mistakes. We're in the middle of a series called Make Me a Blessing uh, out in the highways and the byways of life. We use the Uversion Bible app. Uh, you can look for the event uh, at the Bay City Wesleyan Church if you have that app on your phone or your tablet or whatever device you may be using. And uh, the title of today's message is Give and Receive Freely. And uh, we're going to be looking at Jesus' directions to 70 or 72, depending on who, who translates the, the number uh, out of the original language. Um, 70 or 72. I don't care. Uh, there was a bunch of them. That's what that means. Uh, his directions he sent to them, he gave to them as he was sending them out, two by two. Um, Luke chapter 10, verses 1 to 9. We'll be reading from the New International Version. You can follow along with me on the screen if you'd like, or you can follow along your Bibles or devices. After, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. I'm going to pause for just a moment. And the whole process of becoming a blessing we ask God to make us a blessing. The very first thing we have to do, we begin with prayer. And we keep praying. And we keep praying. We talk about some other things, and we're talking about some other, another part of this whole process of being a blessing today. But it's always bathed in prayer. It's founded on prayer. It is all because I saw somebody... This is a famous bumper sticker kind of quote. Pray like it all depends on God and work like it all depends on you. Here, here's what I want you to understand. Pray like it all depends on God and work like it all depends on God. Some of you are thinking, well then what would I do? Whatever he tells you. If you still have questions, ask me. I'll be glad to try to answer. So he tells them, the first thing Jesus tells them as he's sending them out, there's a huge harvest, there's a lot of work, ask the Lord of the harvest, let's pray, ask the Lord of the harvest, to send out workers into his harvest field, go, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Wow. 
Why? Just think about this. You're hearing this good news. Go. I'm sending you out like lambs along wolves. This is that's usually not good news for the lamb. He goes on to say, do not take a purse or bag or sandals. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals. And do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. Now, this is my question. I mean, there are several questions like, you know, why would you tell people, hey, I've got an assignment for you. Good luck, you're going to be in danger. That's one of them. But here's the other one. Why would he tell them to leave their money at home? I mean, how on earth are they going to help people with no money? I mean, I mean, not, not how are they going to help people who have no money, but how are they going to help people when they're not carrying any money to help those people? If nothing else, it's a totally un-American concept. Our favorite answer, our favorite answer to issues is, oh, there's a problem, throw money at it. But Jesus says, do not take a purse or bag or sandals. Don't even take a pair, spare pair of shoes. That's not as easy to say as I thought it was. You know, what, did, you know what, what is it? What was he thinking? I mean, can, can I really say that about Jesus? Can you really ask that question? What is he thinking? When was the, just think about it, when was the last time you intentionally, on purpose, decided, hey, I'm going to take a trip. I'm going to go, I'm going to go toward the thumb and leave my money at home on purpose. Now, I know stuff happens accidentally. Or I'm going to go to the UP with no cash or cards on purpose. Because it sounds like a grand adventure. Why would Jesus tell them to leave their money at home. How on earth are they going to help people if they've got no cash? I would have said no cards, but they had that those hadn't been invented yet. They didn't even have plastic. <laughs> so I started thinking about this. And I thought our theme song, the kind of well, it's not really because we're not singing it, but the song that's kind of behind this whole series. Make me a blessing. And I, I looked at the words of that song. It, it's, it's a prayer song. First verse says, Out in the highways and byways of life, many are weary and sad. Carry the sunshine where darkness is rife, making the sorrowing glad. 
for us. Make me a blessing. Make me a blessing out of my life. May Jesus shine. Make me a blessing, O Savior, I pray. Make me a blessing to someone today. Not a single mention of passing a buck. There's nothing in that song telling us that we need to take our wallets into the world. How can we help people? How can we be a blessing without money? I kept asking and I kept thinking, and one person that came to my mind was, was Mother Teresa. Uh, her work with the destitute and dying in Calcutta set the standard uh, for loving service in the 20th century. You know, it occurred to me that now that we're in 2021, there are adults who don't have any idea who Mother Teresa was. That's just mind-boggling to me. This was her daily prayer. This is the prayer she prayed every day. Dear Jesus, help me to spread your fragrance everywhere I go. Flood my soul with your spirit and love. Penetrate and possess my whole being so completely that all my life may be only a radiance of yours. Shine through me and be so in me that every soul I come in contact may feel your presence in my soul. Let them look up and see no, no longer me, but only Jesus. Stay with me and then I shall begin to shine as you shine. And so to shine as to be a light to others. This was a woman who was trying to meet the needs of thousands upon thousands of sick, dying, destitute people in a city bigger than any city that we're probably aware, acquainted with. One of the biggest cities in the world. Her ministry was huge, and her daily prayer does not mention, oh Lord, please make sure we get the finances we need to take care of these people. Not one hint of a request for the finances. Her primary concern, her theme, through the whole prayer, for her daily prayer was, Jesus, shine through me. How could she help people without money? thinking I kept asking Jesus described his own life in terms of, of what he did not have someone came to him and said they wanted to be a disciple and they wanted to follow him and he, his reply was foxes have holes and birds have of the air have nests but the son of man in other words he, Jesus has no place to lay his head Foxes, they have a den, the birds have nests, I got nothing. 
Are you sure you want to follow me? How can Jesus help people? He didn't even have a place to take a nap. In, in, the, in the, the section of his teaching that we call the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus warned his followers about the dangers of, of using money to help other people. Then listen to what he said. He said, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of people to be seen by them. Otherwise, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be applauded by people. I assure you, they've got their reward. How does he expect us to help poor people without using money? And in a way that nobody's ever going to notice. So as I was thinking about this, I began to ask, well, what if the problem isn't so much money, but the motive that we have for giving it? What, what if Jesus wants us to give more than money? And we tend to use money as a way of escaping, sidestepping what he really wants us to give. In a little book called uh, Irresistible Evangelism, The authors, there are three authors, they, they say safe people are the kind of people who befriend others without trying to manipulate or control them. They come alongside uh, pre-Christians or sinners, if you prefer, and seasoned saints alike. They pay attention and show love in ways that draw everyone closer to Jesus. Those are safe people. They don't try to control and manipulate people. They just pay attention to them and love them in Jesus' name. Whoever they are, wherever they are in life, doesn't matter. They just love them. They just care for them. What if, what if Jesus wants his followers to give themselves in loving service and the only way he could ensure that, particularly for those 72 that he sent out, was to tell them to leave their wallets at home. What if it, his desire was for them to give themselves away to the people they went to meet? One author puts it this way. When Jesus offers the counterintuitive instruction. You know what counterintuitive means? It means that when you read it, you think it doesn't make any sense. So when Jesus offers the counterintuitive instructions in Luke chapter 10, take nothing with you, leave your wallets at home. He is in part calling his disciples to move from doing things for people to doing things with people. And receiving from them. 
to the extent we can be with and receive from people, we will be participating with the Holy Spirit in their lives. In this passage we've just read, the 72 disciples go and join in the rhythms of life in the towns and villages to which they are sent. The instructions to take nothing with them were intended to put them in a place where in one sense, in a very real practical sense, they have nothing to bring except themselves and the message about Jesus. In this posture, they join with the life of the household, sitting at the tables, sharing in the work, participating in the rhythms of that community. So they don't just go and sit in the middle of the market and wait for people to show up and come talk to them. I mean, after all, they have nothing. If they go sit in the middle of the marketplace and have do nothing, they're going to be pretty hungry about the time sunset comes. And by the time the sunset comes up the next morning, they're going to be cold and hungry. Because they will have spent the night in the marketplace, no place to sleep, and no food to eat. I'm going to say they would have missed their eggs and bacon, but they were good Jewish people. They just would have missed their eggs. One person got that. Okay. So here's a sermon in a sentence. Small things done with great love will transform lives. You don't need money. Our way of doing things, like, let's just throw money at it. It's generous. And it can be somewhat helpful. But can we just look at the history of our country? We've got 200 and some years of history to look at it. And I'm pretty sure there's, a, there's enough evidence to say throw money at things doesn't fix it. Even when you borrow and borrow and borrow, trillions of dollars to throw more money at it. I'm not an American. I'm glad to be an American. But we're deep, deep, deep in debt because all we do is throw money at things. And Jesus calls us as Christians, as followers of Jesus, to a completely different style of life. He calls us to love people in whatever simple giving way, whatever way we can give of ourselves, and that will change lives. We have nothing to give others except ourselves and the good news about who Jesus is. As Jesus followers, we can have millions and millions and billions of dollars and everybody thinks that if you have that, you can fix everything. I, well, maybe not everybody, but there's enough people on Facebook that thinks, think that if you have billions of dollars, you can fix anything.
We can't fix anything. That's just the truth. Money doesn't fix anything. We need to change people's lives. And the only way that happens is through Jesus. And people feeling his love through another person or a group of people that love them in a practical way. We need to remember the words Jesus spoke. It is more blessed to give than to receive. But we need to apply them differently than the way we usually do. We usually grab the checkbook as soon as we hear that going, I'm going to get me a blessing. We need to learn to give more than money. Remember a few moments ago I asked the question, Jesus says to this man, he wants to be his disciple. Foxes have, Jesus says, foxes have dens. Birds of the air have nests. But I haven't even had a place to lay my head. And I said, how does Jesus help people when he doesn't even have a place to take a nap? Do you know how Jesus got around? How he made do? There were a whole group of people, women particularly, fairly well-to-do by society type ladies who followed him around and took care of him and his disciples. They paid for their food. They cooked for them. They, they cared for them. They met their needs. Jesus freely received here it is, here he is, the creator of everything who could speak to a sack lunch and feed 5,000 people. And yet he lets people take care of his daily needs. You and I need to give more than money. We need to serve others by giving them our time and our help whenever we can. But it goes beyond that. If we believe serving and giving brings a blessing, and Jesus said it does, so I'm pretty sure, well, I'm certain that it does, why would we keep other people from receiving a blessing when they offer to serve us? Why say, no, 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 that's okay. If we believe serving brings a blessing, if we believe giving brings a blessing, and remember, Jesus says it does, why not invite other people to join us when we go to serve and give to those in need? Well, they're not Christians. I don't care. They might just actually rub shoulders with somebody that helps them know that God loves them when they're actually you know, serving people, accidentally serving people in Jesus' name. They didn't know they signed up to serve people in Jesus' name when you invited them, and we said yes, but surprise. They showed up to help feed somebody at the rescue mission, and the next thing they know, Jesus is standing next to them. They don't really know what's going on. If you believe serving and bringing a blessing, 
uh, to people. It brings a blessing to the people. And Jesus said that it does. What will you do to serve somebody this week? Who will you serve? How? And when? coming down toward the end of this series and I want to present real quickly an overview slash review because we're kind of that's where we're at and this whole idea of making a blessing um, it begins with prayer it begins with prayer as Aaron helped us and reminded us and showed us so well it involves listening carefully. But as we listen carefully, we need to keep on praying. It begins with prayer, and we need to listen carefully as we keep praying. And as Mark and Tracy shared with us from their experiences, it involves eating together as we keep on praying, or drinking coffee together or tea together, or talk together, or, you know, just anytime you're hanging out with a table, uh, with people, eating together is a good thing. Uh, four, serve together. Serve each other, serve together, let them serve you, you serve them, serve and keep on praying. And next week, we're going to talk about sharing stories, especially about Jesus, but there are all other stories, too, and, and, and to keep on praying, to keep on praying. Small things done with great love will transform lives. Again, thank you for uh, connecting with us, uh, either online or on site. Very glad to have you with us. As, uh, as we uh, tie things together this morning, I want to invite you to join me in this prayer. Uh, I'm going to kind of pause and let you pray this prayer in your hearts and your minds uh, silently. Uh, make it your own. Uh, God, Praying to Jesus, asking him to help us to be aware of someone uh, that he wants to love through us this week. Let's pray. King Jesus, I want to ask you to bring someone into my life. Or someone I already know into my awareness either way someone you're wanting 
will lead them to trust you. In a new, deeper way. Show me how and use me to plant your love in their life. Holy Spirit, open my ears to listen carefully. My eyes to see who you want me to notice this week. Help me to give myself and Jesus. Pray in his name. Amen. You are sent to go with Jesus.